Yes, welcome in, everybody. Happy Friday, end of the week. Let's get ready for conference championship action. This is the full 10 yards NFL podcast. Hey, we're rolling, we're rolling. We fight all day. All day. Stay tuned, man. We got something special for y'all today. Yes, we're back once again on this Friday evening. Some people will tell you there are too many NFL podcasts around in the UK. <laughs> we will tell you, just listen to this one if you only need to pick one. We believe to be the best. Not at all. We love all of the guys that put stuff out there, but uh, we certainly like to have a bit of fun. Let's welcome the lads into the huddle this evening. Tim, how are you, buddy? That was a great intro. Loved it. Uh, topical, wasn't it? Um, yeah, all good. Uh, all good, yeah. Only just three games left in the season, which is sad. Um, but I know that it's been a, quite a slog. Uh, it's glad to get the big game. But there's uh, some cracking games this weekend, which is all we can ask for at this stage of the season, I suppose. And um, it's, just, it's just annoying that the best one's the second one, isn't it? Uh, possibly, you say that, mate. I think they're both good games, and who knows? The uh, the old boys will have something to say about it in the early window. We'll get to that, obviously, shortly. But before we get to the games, let's welcome in Dave. Dave, how are you, buddy? Yeah, really good, thanks. Uh, my, my good buddy Cliff has, uh, has invited me round, so I uh, thought, uh, <laughs> thought I'd spend the evening with him and uh, broadcast live from the States You look, week, You look so, so proud of that background. You're so <laughs> proud. That's good, man. You're up in, you're in the stands of Levi Stadium. I thought you were trying to get one of those, those big selfies like that, and you just wanted to join Cliff in his, in his, in his studio. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury there in tier two, looking happy with life, isn't he? Absolutely happy with life. Right then, fellas, let's get on to the games. That's what we're here to talk about this Friday evening. And uh, Tim said the best game is coming second. Let's get to the game that's coming first. I think this has got the potential to be an absolute corker. I think they're both going to be good games this weekend, fellas. I don't think uh, anyone can grumble with the way that it has panned out. And, of course, we have the Green Bay Packers at home. That could be crucial. We'll get to that in terms of who the favourites are and all the rest of it. But Packers at home at Lambeau. Obviously, welcoming in the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, no stranger to the championship game. Obviously, his first game in the NFC championship game, but obviously used to the big stage and the big occasion. Tim, take us through your thoughts for this one, buddy. I would if me my lights opened up, but yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, the, the, the old age. Obviously, this is why they put the game on first, isn't it? Because they got to go to bed afterwards. Um, <laughs> Tom Brady, yeah, fresh, fresh off of um, of beating Drew Brees and um, they beat last week the Saints, wasn't it? Uh, throwing a touchdown pass to one of uh, Drew Brees' sons as well. I've heard he's been called up for this one. Obviously, we're missing uh, <laughs> Antonio Brown. Um, of course, this is obviously a rematch earlier in the season where the Packers got absolutely destroyed by the Buccaneers. And you have to wonder whether it's going to follow suit. Obviously, last year, the Packers got smashed by David San Francisco 49ers in the regular season, then smashed in the championship game. Has a bit of a different feel uh, about it, though, this one. But it would be interesting to see if, the, if yeah, it, it just, just feels like a better Packers team. Um it's going to be it's going to be a good a good game. I'd say both offensive lines uh, should be able to protect their quarterbacks, which means that the uh, the veteran yeah, Hall of Fame quarterbacks are going to be able to pick apart defenses and get get the to their guys. Um, so hopefully, um, their points will be on the board. Uh, like I say, Antonio Brown out for this one, um, and who'd have thought? Who'd have thought this? Um, this stage of the season, we'd be talking about Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette as a as a, as a backfield duo, not me. Um, 
yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating to see. Obviously, the, the whole reason that the Tampa Bay pretty much won last in in the, in the regular season was the fact that um, Todd Bowles was effective with their blitzes on, and putting you know, Packers. Don't, let's not forget, Packers were 10, 10 nothing up in this game uh, in the regular season. Then you know, pick six and uh, an interception off the hand well, of the off the hands of Devontae Adams, who was coming back from from his injury, um, was was the difference. Then it was twenty eight, what twenty eight ten to the half and. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers just kind of checked out of the game and thought, um, I've had enough of this one. But um, yeah, for the Packers, obviously, you know, Devontae Adams, he's been healthy for, the, for pretty much the rest of the season. Uh, and he's just he's just elite, isn't he? Um, the Packers putting up, what, 480 yards on the first ranked defense, which is the most, was the, the, the beat the previous record. Um, they allowed Aaron Donald, all right, he wasn't 100%, but they allowed Aaron Donald and the, and the Rams to no sacks. Um, and as I mentioned, with no David Bakhtiari at left tackle, they were still able to, you know, keep Leonard Floyd at bay. Um, and, you know, and Jalen Ramsey, like, you know, he was good. Who, 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 who enjoyed Jalen Ramsey having a hissy fit on that Devante? <laughs> that was quite yeah. funny, wasn't it? Yeah. Of, course it, of course it wasn't his fault. I mean, it probably wasn't, but um, that's that's for the offseason. Um, yeah, like I say, also I mentioned on the podcast last week that the, the peripheral guys, such as Alan Lazard, and Robert Tonyan had to step up, and you know I think they, those two and Valdez Scantlin had four receptions each. So it's going to be pretty much the same uh, the same recipe for for them um, uh, for the Packers. But say for Tom for Tom Brady, he's had the weapons this year. That's, you know, obviously he was the big splash signing in the in the off season, and um, just it just shows you what you can do with offensive weapons, isn't it? Um, I think they'll they'll continue to do what they've been doing all season, throw the ball. Um, you know, this Packers defense can be kind of probably got at uh, against the run, but they don't tend to. Even though they've got Fournette and and Jones, they don't tend to want to to want to do that. So um, the, the 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 key the other key important thing here is um, Aaron Rodgers uh, against the blitz. I mentioned obviously Todd Bowles was very effective in their in their regular season matchup. Um, and yeah, I think what was it? Um, Aaron Rodgers was twenty five percent on on passing against the Blitz, where I think he was in the mid late sixties uh, against all the other teams this season. Against my my notes aren't coming up. This I'm going. This is all off. There. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, yeah, d- again, if if um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, the Packers are good are good at adjusting. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if Todd Bowles, you know, continues to bring the blitz he did, uh, or continues to show the looks he did. Because it'd be interesting to see, obviously, the, the chess match that is American football, uh, whether or not they Rogers and the, and the guys who can kind of you know, play play for that. But yeah, fascinating game in prospect. Um, okay, two two veterans of the game, two two guys that are going into the into the Hall of Fame. So um, it's, it should be a good one. I say in in comparison to to the second game i don't think it's it's quite up there but yeah again i'm I'm just happy that packers the best quite quite far the the best nfc team this season it's always good to see the best teams in the championship games isn't it no yes i don't doubt about that mate and i think um you could argue that the the two best teams in the nfc potentially are there as well i think there was some question marks certainly about seattle in the three c there was a lot of talk obviously about uh, the nfc throughout the season for the four seed i think you know the bucks and the saints it could have flip-flopped either way and you know certainly on recent form you'd argue that the buccaneers are picking up and trending in the right direction one thing days there that tim didn't mention was 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 obviously the big fact that the initial game in week six of the season was obviously in Tampa. This is going to be in Green Bay, which I do think is going to have a significant impact on the game. Weather forecast potentially two to four inches of snow in and around the Green Bay area over the course of the weekend. Temperatures tomorrow, don't mind about this country, folks. Minus seven in Green Bay is the highest temperature you're going to get tomorrow. Um, 
could be as low as minus one, minus two on game day itself. So Tom Brady's not averse to cold weather, obviously playing up in the north in New England throughout the course of his career, but it's obviously nothing like what they get over in Green Bay. And just give us your thoughts on the game before we come and turn to your DFS selections a little bit. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to this one more than the more than the later game, if I'm perfectly honest. To be a little bit controversial to, to Tim there, I um I, I really love the fact that it's it's Rogers versus Brady in the the NFC Championship, and it's it's going to be a matchup of all ages. And I saw a poll on Twitter today to say who in the prime is is the was the best quarterback out of the two, and it's it's a really it's a really tough call, and I think it's going to be a really exciting offensive matchup, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing this one in the snow. And for me, the Packers, it, yeah, that that's that's the key thing about this one, Sean. You mentioned the weather and the fact that it's a Florida team traveling up to the frozen tundra. It's called the frozen tundra for a reason. Green Bay playing. Um, football in the in the snow in January it's, it's it's what we love to see and I believe it is the first AFC championship game hosted in Lambeau Field by uh, Aaron Rodgers yep it's the first yep. first game in the postseason as well between Brady and Rodgers which was quite surprising but again they're not any they're only ever going to meet in the Super Bowl and they just obviously didn't do that that was the um the, the year the year it could have happened was the year the 28-3 year with the when the Falcons beat the Packers so yeah yeah, no, absolutely. I think the, the weather will play its impact. I think it was interesting that Green Bay leaned on the run quite a bit last week. We obviously saw three players getting significant touches in the backfield. You know, was that really a sign of things to come, you know, almost looking ahead to to the challenges that this weekend would bring? Um, you know, obviously Devontae Adams is going to have his fair share of targets, as he always does. Robert Tonyan um, has been fantastic throughout the course of the season. But obviously on the other side, I mean, I do think the Antonio Brown news is significant. He's been a big piece of that offence in recent weeks. He's um, confirmed out now um, for Sunday's matchup. Um, you know, so, and I do think that is a big injury for Tampa Bay. But as you said, Tim, you know, Leonard Fournette had probably his best game as a Buccaneer last weekend. I know Dave's been high on the Leonard Fournette train all season long um, and it's eventually paying off. Um, yeah, so there's plenty of offensive weapons on both sides of the ball. Um, when we talk offensive weapons, we honestly want to talk about DraftKings. And Dave, you've got some selections for us in terms of your captain mode uh, or your showdown mode, as I should call it, uh, to give it its proper title for this first game on Sunday evening. There we go on the screen now, mate. Take us through your selections. Indeed. So we, we've got Aaron Rodgers and what a performance that he's had this season. I, I've said it already. For me, he's he's the MVP of the season. So that is why he's my captain headed into this one. And at $16,800, I don't think it's too bad value either. But it won't come. Well, I, I, I say that he, he scored 5.8 points against uh, Tampa Bay in week six of the, the regular season. And that's the interesting thing about both of these games heading into the playoffs. We've, we've seen both of these games. I think it was both in week six. That, that we saw both of these games happen. So it, it was quite a while ago now. And like we say, the, the, the different weather conditions will certainly play a factor in this one. But um, I'm not looking too much into them. Otherwise, uh, Aaron Rodgers would be nowhere near my lineup, let alone being my captain in this one. 
And of course, if Aaron Rodgers is my captain, who's he going to be throwing the ball to? He is one of very few players that have uh, got the better of Jalen Ramsey this season last week. And that is, of course, Devontae Adams at $11,600 in this one. Yeah, he is he's a phenomenal wide receiver. In his last three games, he scored 21.6 points, 16.6 and 46.2. Now, I think that the Packers are going to struggle to run the ball on this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defence. And even though we have got the snow, if there's two players that can throw the ball, well, if there's two players that can utilise a passing game in the snow, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So that's why they are forming the pinnacle of my lineup here. But then on the other side, I am going for Chris Godwin. So if the Packers do get ahead in this one, then the Bucs are going to need to play a little bit of catch-up and Chris Godwin's going to be the guy. Mike Evans, I'd expect to see uh, Jer Alexander on him for the majority of the game. And obviously now with Antonio Brown out, I think Chris Godwin's going to have a... A nice, a nice run in this one. It's the cheapest he's been since week 14, obviously, because he didn't put up that much last week. But before then, he had five touchdowns in, in four games. So a really nice spell for Chris Godwin. He's a man in form, so I'm going with him and my lineup. Uh, same with Robert Tunyon. So Robert Tunyon is, is also going into my flex there. Although he was somebody else that scored low in that week six matchup earlier on in the season. Um, but he has had double digit points six out of the last eight games that he's he had uh, in DraftKings. So I'm really liking him for this one. Ronald Jones, he is here because if you are going to attack the Packers... <laughs> defense it's going to be at the run but it's simply because i can't afford leonard Fournette. so i was gonna say do you know what that sounded like said, ronald jones is here to make up the numbers yeah <laughs> uh, ronald jones is here because i can't afford leonard Fournette at this point um but that being said he the, the touches last week was was relatively fair so uh ronald jones had 13 carries compared to to leonard Fournette's 17 but it was the the passing work that, that leonard Fournette actually uh, bet, bettered him by by five targets in the, in the passing game last week and Ronald Jones we know has been battling an injury he has missed a few games over the last few weeks so another week another week to get healthier and I think I think Ronald Jones has got a perfectly good chance to to to, to bounce back in this one and the value compared to, to London Fournette at the moment is the reason that he's in the team and finally Jamal Williams as well so the Packers it's it's, it's slowly becoming a, a nasty backfield to, to pick apart, <laughs> but Jamal Williams easily offers the best value there, and AJ Dillon is is questionable headed into this one. So if, if he sits, then uh, Jamal Williams will certainly see a good amount of carries, but he had 12 last week against the Rams, so uh, Jamal Williams is in a very similar position to, to Ronald Jones. A, a, a nice uh, floor in the in the low teens is is certainly what I'd need for the for the bottom end of my rosters in my um, in my showdown modes. It's interesting. Aaron Jones is a free agent this offseason as well. I'm pretty sure Jamal Williams might be as well. Yeah, yeah. I think they, I think they both are. I think we know which one's going to command the most cash. Um, like you say, Jamal Williams, though, certainly not doing himself any harm over the last couple of weeks in terms of the performance that he's been able to to put out there. Um, like you say, it's been uh, quite a, a nice little renaissance in the back end of the season. Anybody that does want to play Leonard Fournette, just check his price. It's 8400 You're obviously going to have to do some jiggery-pokery with your other selections to get him in if you indeed do want to get him in. But, um, yeah, decent team there, Dave, by the looks of that. That uh, could well be a high scorer. Um Anybody that wants to play with their own, well, say their own money, obviously DraftKings is your own money, but obviously DraftKings Fantasy Football, if you want to have some bets, though, on the game itself, uh, Tim, let's turn to you in the absence of Adam. Adam, hope you get well soon, mate. I know you've been uh, a bit ill the last couple of days. But, Tim, <laughs> he has got the but uh, on 
Tim, as a man that works in uh, the dreaded betting industry, I'm sure you are more than capable of taking us through this. The dreaded betting industry? I've never heard it called that before. Um, this is, anyway, we, 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 yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Um, yeah, obviously Green Bay <laughs> favourites for this one. Uh, Tampa Bay, three and a half point underdogs. I always do like it when it's the point five because you get the hook with the field goal. Over under here, 51 and a half. Um, I, I, they see about right to me. Um, I'd say with, with Tampa Bay plus three and a half, I'd probably take Tampa Bay because you get the hook with the field goal. It doesn't, it doesn't scream. Uh, like, well, like I say, Tampa Bay blew them out last, uh, last, last time they met. So I know it is in different territory and they're going up to uh, to the great north um yeah uh Tampa Bay, if you want to go over their money line 17 to 10 just just a shade under two to one so for every pound you put on one pound at 70 back and to, uh, put touchdown scores up this week Devontae adams um has a history uh if you go back and look at his record this season the amount of times he scored the first touchdown is absolutely ridiculous um so 11 to 2 whilst it's not the biggest one in the world uh you do you are pretty much going to get a run for your money because you know aaron Rodgers is going to look his way even rather than running the ball from the one yard line does just doesn't really matter does it uh, that's why he's the only player that is uh, odds on uh, to score any time and then it's uh, evens everyone else above the rest Aaron Jones evens uh, Robert Tonyan I thought was a bit short at six to four and then Godwin Fournette I thought was quite big actually at seven to four um, but I don't really know how it's going to how it's going to go with Ronald Jones so maybe you could back Fournette and Jones if one of them comes in you've made a profit um, so if, you, if you're looking just to make a bit of profit then uh, maybe that's the way to go uh, but yeah some funky prices there if you want to go first touchdown score I just want a bit of bigger odds as well and Adam, Adam's best bet is the, is the Green Bay minus three so it just shows you that the money has come for Green <laughs> Bay just by half a point so great you know, adam did tip up minus three there for green bay uh in the uh, in our web, in our web uh, whatsapp chat uh, but he also did like uh, for a long touchdown score a prize tyler johnson uh, i haven't got the, the price to hand but he'll be decent odds but i don't know if the sharp money has already come for it considering antonio brown is out but i would then i would then counter that by saying i think oh, i think tyler johnson was 92 actually 92 he was when i looked earlier um but cameron Brait, who's had a fair amount of targets he's uh seven to two anytime and then uh, rob gronkowski who scored in this fixture uh, in the regular season i've got a funny feeling about him he's five to two which probably slightly bit short considering uh, he's been doing nothing but uh, blocking uh, essentially just another Taylor Loan or Tristan Wirth or what Jedrick Wills, essentially an extra uh, <laughs> offensive lineman. So um, if you're going to take five to two on someone that's going to be blocking, uh, you are a brave person. But yeah, that is the betting. Uh, I think uh, Tampa Bay plus three and a half for, for me is probably the way to go because you're getting the half, but it's going to yeah be a close game. Yeah, it certainly should be a good one. Looking forward to it. Um, you know, and to be fair, like you know, Tim said, he's looking forward to the second one. Dave said he's looking forward to this one. I think, like I said, they're both going to be good games. And uh, sign me up for this every Sunday night, fellas. I'm more than looking <laughs> forward to it. More than looking forward to it. That's the first game then, chaps, on the schedule. The second one, of course, that is in the AFC side of things. And we are, of course, talking Bills and Chiefs. Um, obviously, significant news that's broke this evening surrounds the fact that it will indeed be Patrick Mahomes lining up at quarterback for the Chiefs. What they call, fellas, Sod's Law. I just released the game preview article and about 20 minutes later, the news breaks that we have an official status of in for Patrick Mahomes. So ignore a lot of what I wrote in the preview article, but check it out anyway, because I put a lot of time and effort into it. But um, <laughs> team, in terms of this one, obviously this is the game that you said you were looking forward to the most. Um, you know, For me, the two best teams in the AFC. Take my bias aside, this is the game that uh, I think most neutrals would have wanted to have seen at the start of the playoffs. It's panned out that way. Um, ironically, as Dave said, it was indeed week six that this matchup also featured in the regular season, but I think we're expecting a different contest in this one. Take us through your thoughts, buddy. 
Yeah, of course, this is again, this was the, um, the Tuesday night football from the reschedule. This was a COVID hit game. Um, so yeah, a bit uh, kind of a bit different as well. And I, I know you say, uh, Sean, you put a lot of effort into your, into your preview. I put a lot of effort, effort into my notes and they've just decided to come up. So I'm going to, I'm going to do a segue. I'm going to do a lovely, <laughs> I'm going to do a lovely little segue into, into this game. So obviously we've got Patrick Mahomes and we've got Josh Allen who should be contesting AFC championship games and Super Bowls for the next decade. Tom Brady will be the first quarterback since the NFL merger to start a, champ- a conference championship chip game in three different decades so there you go there's your segue um yeah home team uh, afc championship game home home teams won 12 of the last 14 chiefs obviously hosting the third straight uh but a lot of people actually fancy in buffalo here uh i don't know if it's just momentum you know the trendy pick and the bandwagon's not quite that full yet because it's uh packed out on the on the chiefs but you know, this is Buffalo's first championship appearance since 1993, back in the days of Jim Kelly. If you want to know more about him, go and ask Mr. Lawrence Voss, Mr. Mr. Retro. Um, but yeah, can can the Chiefs stop digs? Uh, Rashad Breland and Rashad Fenton have been suffering with niggles uh, for, for the Chiefs. Uh, digs, all-pro wide receiver, six receptions in every game except one this season. Has uh, topped 100, uh, 100 yards in, in five, uh, five of the last six games, uh, six touchdowns in that span. And you have to, uh, you know, obviously for how good they are in the air you know the, their lack of run game will it finally be their Achilles heel probably not considering that Josh Allen can do it when he wants to uh, and and ad lib as well so as obviously he's no Zach Moss he's been gone uh, for a couple of weeks uh, Devon Singletree has not been uh, stopped been getting it done uh, and you know Kansas City we mentioned last week that they can be had on the run but they didn't manage to to restrict uh, Nick Chubb to, to 69 yards nice um but yeah I mean Devin, Devin Singletree is no Nick Chubb um and of course, the big question for Kansas City Chiefs, what kind of Mahomes do we get? Obviously, Sean mentioned there that he is going to play in this one, but do we get 100% now, Patrick Mahomes? Uh, it was a bit of a weird one last week, wasn't it, when he got got knocked out or didn't get kind of knocked out? Um, I, I, found a, I, I heard a funny reference on another podcast saying that someone gave him the million-dollar dream for anyone that uh, likes uh, <laughs> WWE. I thought that was quite that made me laugh. Um, in the backfield, um, Le'Veon Bell's not been practising. Clyde Edwards-Alaire with a hip injury has been uh, limited. So do they give it to Darrell Williams? Uh, again, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a who's guess, who, whatever you like in the backfield. And obviously you've got Darwin Thompson lurking there as well. Uh, but you can expect uh, Travis Kelsey to have a good game. He's had seven or more receptions, ladies and gentlemen, every week uh, since week eight. Since week eight, seven receptions. I mean, some people don't even have seven receptions on the season. Um, but yeah, t- uh, touchdowns in uh, all but two of those games. That's, that's going all the way back to when they played the Jets was was week eight. But uh, and the Bills, you know, haven't been great against Titans. Obviously, struggled a little bit against uh, Jack Doyle and all the Colts Titans. Um, and obviously, last week, uh, there were not too much going on last week. But Mark Andrews still had a, a couple of receptions, if not all the all the yardage. So um, Travis Kelsey is just obviously the 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 premium tight end. So uh, again, this one should be should be fireworks. Um, again, shouldn't be any issues with weather. Uh, hopefully, we've got 100% Patrick Mahomes, so we don't get any excuses and we just get we just get two top elite quarterbacks. And again, um, I know. Obviously, Kieran, if you're watching, you're you're hoping that I'd say I talk about Josh Allen for the next five minutes. But <laughs> his 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 kind of trend line over the last three years is 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 a steep one, um, and it's just been great to see someone who is so so uh, belittled and, and and yeah 
uh, what's the way I'm, what word I'm looking for his but um quick, a lot of people were quick to knock him down and to see his ascension to you know what top, top five top ten to well, obviously next season he'll be up there because of breeze and all the rest of them might retire but um it's been good to see him him um grow into into his his role uh and speed just been more accurate and to say like I say he's he's gonna be a threat on the ground as well even if uh Devin Singletree isn't so yeah really looking forward to this one I've got Monday off so I will be staying up for that one so yeah but yeah great great game yeah, it certainly should be a great game. I think if there was an award for most improved player, it may well be Josh Allen this year. I think, you know, they obviously do comeback player and most valuable player. And you know, there's a few people that think that Josh Allen's in the conversation for that. I think he will ultimately fall short in that regard. Um, but, you know, certainly in terms of his improvement, you said there, Tim, in year three, I mean, he's just a completely different player. And, you know, essentially he's you know, the vast majority of the reasoning behind the Bills being where they are. Dave, let's come and get your views on this one, buddy. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I am really looking forward to, to this game as well. And my, my slight favouring is the, is the Bucks and the Packers. But it's I, I absolutely love that in that one, we, we've got the, the two old, old quarterbacks at the end of the career who are going for one last hurrah and in this one it's the up and coming and, and like you say Tim it's, it's going to be the two guys that are probably going to be playing in this game for the majority of the next few years as so often is the way with the AFC is um, it's dominated by a few quarterbacks for, for lengthy periods of time and I'm really looking forward to this one and I just hope that Patrick Mahomes is at full health because again like you say Tim it would be such a shame if he wasn't and it, it, it did come out as an excuse but I must say I am really surprised to hear that he is he is fine so early in the week it's it's not even a questionable tag going into this one it's not even a game time decision it's a what we're on friday now and he's fully knowing that we're going to go and immediately after that hit that he took we looked at him and you you thought that's it that's his season over it there's no way that he could play well to be fair we didn't think that the the chiefs would uh, go out to win that game but yeah i'm a little bit scared to, to watch Patrick Mahomes in this one because we, we brain injuries are such uncharted territory and we don't know how they affect players in, in such different ways. And with his knee injury that he suffered a couple of seasons ago, he was able to bounce back straight away. But how is how is this affects him uh, remains to be seen. So will be a very interesting one. I do, I do fancy the Chiefs in it. They Obviously, they went all the way last year. They've got that winning mentality there. And I, I think the Bills, it's just maybe one season too too early for them, perhaps, because it, it's just that winning culture there in Kansas City at the moment. And the Bills, however great a season that they've had, it's that they've had such a lack of success in the playoffs for, for such a long period of time. It sounds silly, but that, that's hard to overcome. So mm. it might just be one one game too far for the Bills for me in this mm. one. And I, I said on the pod earlier in the week, just the fact that their their attack is so one-dimensional, mm. it's it's going to be really dangerous if if the Chiefs can uh, if the Chiefs can take the passing game and digs particularly out of this one, then um, I really do worry for the Bills. And mm. that being said, it's not like the Chiefs are exactly... Um, prolific on the grounds and the way the Bills defence is playing at the moment I think um, it could be that it's really low scoring for for that very reason but uh, I hope not and I hope it's a a shootout I'm, I'm not much of a sentimental guy, but I just want to shout, obviously shout out to if, if the big man upstairs, Kev Cadle, is watching the Bills game. Uh, I hope they make it to the, to the Super Bowl for you, buddy. Um, yeah, it's a shame shame he's not here to to experience uh, the, the Bills in the championship game. No, absolutely. It's been a it's been a long, long, long time. Um, 
I mean, you know, obviously, look, we all want to see a fit and healthy Patrick Mahomes. You know, you don't want that to be any reasoning behind why this game is determined. I think the one thing I would say, and again, I've written about this, is doesn't matter who's playing quarterback, those weapons are still there for whoever lines up behind centre. And yes, there's obviously a drop-off from Patrick Mahomes to Chad Henney. No one's going to try and convince you otherwise. But with that being said, you know, Chad Henney can still play a serviceable game. He obviously is going to rely on Kelsey to, you know, roll, you know, yards after the catch when he picks up, you know, the short stuff over the middle. You've still got to defend the boundary in terms of the speed that Hardman and Tyreek Hill give you. You know, as much as the Chiefs have struggled to run the ball, they were really effective with that jet sweep last week. And, you know, again, they've been effective with that throughout the course of the season. So, you know, for me, the, I've said it all year, fellas, and, you know, we'll obviously get to our predictions in a little bit. So, you know, spoiler coming up here, where my pick's going. I've picked the Chiefs all year. I've seen no reason to to change it now. Um, you know, so really, uh, really... Let's, really, let's not know. forget as well, though, if, if Chad Henney does enter the game, they will then actually have a run game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, mate. Thanks for that, yeah. Still, still haunting me a week later. Still haunting me a week later. Yeah, look, look, I'm delighted Mahomes is fit. I thought it was strange that he was even limited in practice if he was in concussion protocol. That seemed a little bit strange to say the least. But look, like I say, take your conspiracy theories, shove them where the sun doesn't shine. We want to see the best players. And, you know, ultimately, this game will be better if he does play. Fingers crossed he's fine. You know, his foot is as much of a concern as his head, mm. to be fair, because uh, he was struggling with that after the sort of, you know, midway point through the first half, I want to say, about last week. Um, again, the, the two injuries were a little innocuous on, on the game itself. The, the foot, you know, nobody could really pinpoint where it happened. Um, and like you say, the concussion was a, a strange one because it wasn't the dirty a hit or anything like that. Um, I think it was just an awkward fall as much as anything. And not, though he was visibly obviously shaken from it. Um, you know, so yeah, look, fingers crossed he's good to go. And, uh, you know, let's hope we get a real exciting way to finish off the weekend. Let's turn to some DFS selections for this one then, Dave. And uh, obviously you would have picked this before that news was probably confirmed in terms of who the quarterback would be. So it's interesting that neither quarterback are on that line up there. But take us through your thought process for this team, mate. Yeah, indeed. And Travis Kelsey, uh, Tim, you mentioned that he's he's had six receptions ever since in week seven. And I've got the, the stats, the, his fantasy points since since week eight right in front of me. So are you ready for this? Because it's impressive. We've got 27.9, <laughs> 28.9, 29.9, 16 16.2 is his lowest of the stretch. 30 points, 30.6, 22.8, 22.8, 27.9. This guy How? has been <laughs> like he's, he's been so incredible over the stretch. And I think at the tight end position over the middle, you're not thrown to the outside. He, he was my captain, even with, with Chad Henney on the center, because Chad Henney would have needed to have relied on this guy if they had any chance at, at being in this game. So Travis Kelsey has been my captain all week. And now that Mahomes is back, he, he's still my captain. And at $16,500, that's the best $16,500 I think that you could possibly spend. But at the same time, with, with Patrick Mahomes back now, that makes Tyreek Hill a really nice option in this one. Tyreek Hill, he is such a phenomenal player in this league. And 
I, I really do believe that that he he could put up some some big big numbers in this one and be a real difference maker. So that's why uh, I'm going with him in this one. Last week he didn't get a touchdown, but it was still eight receptions, 110 and 110 yards. But interestingly, he had three carries in the game as well. So uh, the Chiefs, Andy Reid, his offensive mind clearly knows how to to scheme players, and Tyreek uh, Hill will get plenty of touches in this game. Stefan Diggs, he has been another player that has been tremendous all season. Now, if we look at the whole season, um, including the postseason, he's had 141 receptions, 1,769 uh, total yards and, and 10 touchdowns as well. So phenomenal numbers from Stefan Diggs and the, the connection that he's got with Josh Allen. I, I can't see that failing anytime soon. So he's an absolute win. And this is why I've got no quarterbacks in my roster because they're, they're that little bit more expensive. But the, the receiver even options there in, in Kelsey Hill and Diggs. Uh, they're, they're guaranteed points in this game, so uh, they're, they're straight into my lineup there. And we look at Darrell Williams. Now, this is a bit of an interesting one. And, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, his, his status is, is a bit murky headed into this game. And we, we've got Le'Veon Bell there as well. Uh, so this is one that I'm not feeling particularly great about, particularly at $7,000. So it's one that I will perhaps swap out, uh, given the status of, uh, of Clyde Edwards as we as we head more in towards the to closer to the game. So, But $7,000 is quite a sizable amount, so it's not like we're going to struggle for a replacement there. Now, Tyler Bass, he went into my lineup. However, he is questionable. Ooh. It's questionable with a hand injury. A hey. kicker? What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> Who knows? But um, the Bills have just signed, yeah, Bills have just signed a um, <laughs> kicker to a reserve kicker to their to their roster to um, because yeah, Tyler Bass is uh, questionable with a hand injury, which I, I can't get my head around. If, to be fair, to be fair, Patrick Mahomes has got a foot injury, so kind of. Evens it out, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, no. <laughs> but I, I get it on the kickoff because maybe you're going to rely on the guy to make a tackle. But no, no, wait, 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 wait. The only, the only thing that kickers do on the kickoff is point to both sides, point to the both sides <laughs> to make sure everyone's in line and ready to go. That's the like. I, you know, uh, you, we've seen we've seen kickers make the last ditch attempt, even. But how many teams don't have kickoffs with a kicker? They'll they'll stick the punter in there or somebody. That's that's not a necessity. So could it be that the Bills roll with two kickers this weekend? One as a kickoff specialist, one as a um, one as a field goal specialist. When was the last time we saw a uh, a team have two active kickers on their roster? I mean, that would be uh, quite something headed into this one. But um, yeah, Tyler Bass, I was I was really confident about him as a player earlier in the week but now I've seen that he's questionable he is somebody else that is uh, that, that could easily be, be subbed out last minute and Isaiah McKenzie six TDs on the season but we don't know what we're going to get he is so boom or bust his points have ranged from minus 0.1 right through to 30.5 this season so we just got to hope that we hit a touchdown for, for Isaiah McKenzie at some point this season uh, some point this week but um, yeah Keep, definitely keep an eye out for Tyler Bass and Darrell Williams as we get <laughs> closer to this one. Well, more more particularly the Clyde Edwards last day with, with Darrell Williams. But um, yeah, Tyler Bass, if you, if you sit with a hand injury, I will, I will <laughs> never ever select you in my fantasy lineup. Again. 
Uh, one to keep an eye on for those of you that are playing. I thought Darrell Williams run the ball really well last weekend. Um, you know, Le'Veon Bell was expected to get a big workload. He hardly touched the ball. Darrell Williams ran it with authority. Um, I'd expect him to get the bulk of the carries regardless of the status of uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, to be completely honest. I think he will be the lead back. And, uh, yeah, the Bills wide receivers outside of Diggs and Brown. I don't think anybody caught one last week. Um John, uh, certainly Gabriel Davis didn't, and Cole Beasley didn't. Um, so, yeah, the Bills wide receivers really need to step up and have a bit more of a rounded effort uh, this week. Uh, in terms of then, Tim, the betting for this one, you said a lot of people fancying the Bills. Does the money reflect that? And more importantly, I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I know the answer to these questions now, but I'm going to ask anyway, mate. What are the odds on Tyler Bass throwing a touchdown with his injured hand? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they've, uh, they've, they've taken all the money they want on that. Zero, zero. is absolutely zero. <laughs> um, yeah, if they, if they see you come in with that request, they'll start rubbing their hands. Uh, they'll certainly roll out the red carpet. But yeah, another tight one, just Buffalo three point underdogs in this one. Uh, obviously, traveling to Arrowhead, uh, Buffalo seven to five, uh, which is uh, for every pound you get one pound 40 back. Uh, Kansas City, obviously, the other side of that over under here, 54. Um, David, I think it was David that mentioned uh, this one could be it could be a bit of a slow burn to start with or it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out but you, you again you hope that again we, we have a 100 patrick mahomes and we get um you know the offenses playing as they have done for for most of the season um yeah first touchdown scorers like i say uh, you got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, obviously the two main guys for the Chiefs, and Stefan Diggs nine to one. Josh Allen, obviously with that rushing threat as well, um, foot with with eleven to one. He's not going to. I don't think he's going to re- receive a touchdown. But yeah, Clyde Edwards Alaire eleven to one. I thought was a bit uh, was a bit short considering his status. Uh, Devin Singletree fifteen to one. So I don't really like that either. And John Brown eighteens. But uh, yeah, I mean, anytime obviously just Hill and Kelsey odds on shots here. Stefan Diggs I thought was quite big at eleven to ten. I'm surprised he's not odds on to be to be quite honest. The 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 uh, the vein of form he. He has, he's been in, um, but yeah, quite. Um, the problem is, and, and Adam pointed this out as well. Adam pointed out, you know, when you when you do have high scoring games, it's not t- doesn't tend to be a lot of value anywhere because you know touchdown scorers you're expecting more touchdown scorers uh you know give or take uh generally so that's why you see quite a few more like you know the uh, six to four and under or under two all of those apart from john brown are under two to one which is uh is not obviously not going to get a great value but i think yeah seven digs 11 to 10 is, is great value there to, to be quite honest is the pick of all the bets that are on that uh on that as well as buffalo plus three um adam's best bet for this one was was kansas minus three as well so that was uh, an interesting call from him i'm surprised he wasn't uh it wasn't on the buffalo train but um yeah that is uh that is your betting yeah like you say not an awful lot uh in the anytime touchdown scores there but like i say i'd agree with you i think Diggs is a an intriguing option there better than even money um yeah. you know it'd certainly be fancying a little nibble on that yeah, Darrell, right Darrell Williams as well. It was 2-1, two, two actually, if you fancy Darrell Williams. 2-1 uh, was pretty decent for him, I thought. Yeah, no, well, like I say, I think he's... Well, let's put it this way. If you're giving me those two, Darrell Williams at 2-1, two, two, Clyde Edwards, Larry at 11-8, I don't know which one I'd certainly be uh, slapping the £10 uh, bet on, mate. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. indeed. Right then, fellas, that's the game's previewed. So we've given you some DFS, we've given you some betting. We've kind of probably alluded to it throughout the course of our conversation. But let's look at the important thing, who we think is going to be winning and who we think will actually end up in the big dance at the Super Bowl. We've even got Adam's selection on here as well. And I'm afraid to say, Tampa Bay fans, I do apologise, but <laughs> absolutely none of us have gone with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've gone clean sweep for 
Green Bay. I think on the flip side of that, though, fellas, I don't think any of us would be overly surprised if Tom Brady and the books found a way to get the job done. I think, you know, like I alluded to earlier, I think home field advantage cannot be underestimated for the Packers in this one. Um, Devontae Adams is going to be a real issue for Tampa. Um, you know, if they have a particular weakness, it certainly is in the secondary. You know, the they're pretty stout against the run. They're pretty good up front um, from a defensive standpoint. But obviously, the back end is where you can get at them. And obviously, we know how much Aaron Rodgers likes throwing the deep ball. Uh, mentioned the snow earlier. Most quarterbacks will tell you they would much rather throw in the snow. Um, there's no real issue there. It's more the wind that causes issues than it is snow and rain and such. Um, so, obviously, if the uh, conditions are just brisk and cold, um, then, like I say, it may well be that there's plenty of aerial uh, action on display. But we do have a split in the second game. So, fellas, I'll come to both of you individually to explain your thought processes behind these. So... Dave, let's start with you, mate. You've gone for the defending champs. You're sticking with the Chiefs. So give us your thoughts on, on why you think KC get the job done. Multitude of reasons. Uh, Kansas City obviously went all the way last year. Um, so they've, they've got that, that winning mentality. I think I think they've got the pedigree to go there again. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback than, than Josh Allen, even though Josh Allen is ascending here. And I'm, I'm sorry, you've got to hear it, but Patrick Mahomes is the, the better quarterback than, than Josh Allen at this very moment in time. And home field advantage is, is going to play a big part in this one. And although it's not full capacity, the, the, the stadium that we're seeing at the moment, uh, Arrowhead is renowned as being one of the loudest Um stadiums in the league and even with uh, a reduced capacity that 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 Kansas City crowd will make it extremely difficult for for Josh Allen especially with the amount of passing that they're going to do in and snap counts and all that kind of stuff it becomes extremely difficult for an offense in those conditions so yeah Kansas City take it for me for those reasons excellent man Tim you've gone the other way so are you riding the Buffalo train it's, I've just got a funny feeling. I mean, like when when we did it when we did it in, in Wildcard Weekend, we put all our picks up and we put put all our images. I put I put Packers Chiefs. I put the Chiefs to beat the Packers in the Super Bowl. But I've just like that plus three. Give me give me. I just got a funny feeling Buffalo are going to do it. I don't I don't know what it is. I just they don't it, start with plus three in real life, mate. Just to, no, just no, to I know, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, they won't need. I don't think they'll need it. Um, I've just got feel. I've just got gut. I've just got gut feel. I just don't. As much as much as I want, uh, I want to see Patrick Mahomes and, and Aaron Rodgers go out in a Super Bowl. I've got a funny feeling that you know, you know, when the stars align some seasons for some teams, and there's just that wave of momentum. You can't. I sound like Kieran here, don't I? Um, I, I've just got a funny feeling Josh Allen and the Bills. The Bills do it. I mean, if if you're going to get me give you know, put me up against Kansas City, you might as well do it a week after where he's you know put, had a bit of concussion, a bit of a head injury, and you know the last couple of weeks they've not been the Kansas City Chiefs that that were here last year. Uh, some can argue that maybe this season they've gone through the motions a little bit, Super Bowl hangover and and whatnot. But um, yeah, I've just got a funny feeling Buffalo are going to do it. Yeah, should be an interesting contest, that's for sure. Of course, the Bills have won the last four games that they have been in the AFC Championship back in the early 90s. Their overall record in the Championship game for us, 4-2. and two. One of those defeats to Kansas City. All the way back in 1966, I'm sure if we ask Lawrence, he'll probably tell us the play-by-play of that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he remembers it well then. I thought... Yeah. <laughs> He may well indeed remember it. He may well, Mr. Retro himself. Talking of Mr. Retro, if you want the written preview of the um, 
the B, yeah, sorry, excuse me, the Bucks and the Packers that will be with you in the morning. Lawrence has had a busy week at work, so rest up, mate, and uh, we look forward to reading that one tomorrow. My AFC preview is on. Like I said, please bear in mind it was before Patrick Mahomes was confirmed. And quite frankly, it's Friday night. I want a few beers. I'm not going to go and retype it now. The news has come through. <laughs> Don't take it at its face value. Uh, myself, Tim. Well, actually, Tim might not be with us Monday, but certainly myself, Lawrence and Kieran, uh, potentially Tim, will be back on Monday to review all of the action from the weekend. And uh, it just goes without saying, fellas, been an absolute pleasure tonight. Hope you both thoroughly enjoy the games. I know there's only three oh. left, but... Uh, they should be three of the best ones, fingers crossed. Sure, they're trying to bring me out some airtime here. Yeah, no. Am I? Oh, I've, yeah. I've, 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 I forgot your... I forgot, <laughs> do you know what, mate? It's because, there, it's because there is only two games. Go on. I'm doing you out of airtime. You've you put some effort into this, mate, so it would be wrong of me to cut the podcast short. You you go ahead, mate. You you give us your DFS lineup for the whole weekend. Like. Thank you very much. So we'll look at Classic first. So as I've already mentioned, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are my standout players this week, and they, uh, they go straight into my Classic lineup here. I've saved a little bit of money at the, the running back position so I can invest more heavily into my wide receivers. So I've got Leonard Fournette, which, as I've mentioned, I would have had him in my showdown lineup could I have afforded him. But yeah, Leonard Fournette gets into there for me. And Darrell Williams, we've discussed him. It's a little bit dependent on Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but um, he, he's certainly good value, more value or so in $4,800 in this one here. I wanted Tyreek Hill, but I couldn't afford him and Travis Kelsey, so I've gone for McCall Hardman as his uh, as his replacement. But uh, McCall Hardman, he's a little bit more boom or bust than Tyreek Hill, obviously, but still, uh, still got that potential. And then uh, Robert Tunyon and uh, Travis Kelsey are my double tight ends. Uh, here it doesn't really matter which you put in the tight end slot, which you put in the flex. But Travis Kelsey, as we've discussed, he's been money over the past few weeks, and uh, Tunyon, he's uh, his price has dropped a little bit because it's uh, the touchdown rate hasn't quite maintained towards the end of the season but I'm hopefully get another one in this one and we look at the Bills defence now the Bills defence I put in at the time where we were unsure about Patrick Mahomes and there was a strong possibility that it was going to be Chad Henney and I am really just looking now to see which defence I do want to play because they are four offences that have got the ability <laughs> to put up a lot of points. And at this stage, I don't really want any of the defences there. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are the most expensive at 3600 but you can't afford them in that lineup. Neither can you with the Chiefs DST at 3100 Bills is 2,800, obviously, as we see on the screen. And then the Bucks is down all the way at 2,700. So dependent on how bad the weather gets it could well be the books but that goes against me playing Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams and Robert Tunyon so I think I'm going to stick with the Bills to be honest regardless of whether uh, Mahomes plays or not and that's simply because of the fact that we, he might not be 100% and uh, we can't really afford much else in the position there and then finally we look at the tiers Josh Allen, he, uh, I've gone for him at the the, the quarterback slot, and I, I don't know why, Tim. It's just, I've just got a funny feeling. Uh, like you've said, Josh Allen, I think um, he's just enjoying his football at the moment. I think he's he's going to come into play, and he's certainly got that rushing upside, which you alluded to before, which uh, makes him the, the tier one for me. Devontae Adams, he's the top, top, top guy of the tier two. He, he's going to get at least one touchdown in this one and maybe 100 yards, so uh, easy choice there. Uh, Leonard Fournette, John, John Brown. 
he, he had a good game last week back from injury. He um, quashed players like Gabriel Davis and Cole Beasley was held catchless last week. So John Brown, I, I want to see another good performance from him. Robert Tunyon, and then finally uh, Jamal Williams as well as, as my tier six option there. So there are my classic and tier options heading into DFS this weekend. Sean, I'm done. <laughs> uh, do you know what, mate? I've just had enough of tears over the last six weeks. That's all it is, mate. I, just didn't, want, I didn't want to hear any more about it. Oh, didn't want to hear any more about it. No, great work, mate. All joking aside, obviously plenty of different DraftKings to get involved with over the course of the weekend, whether it's tears, showdown, or the classic slate over the course of the two games from the weekend. Have a bit of fun. Make your Sunday evening even more fun, if it is indeed possible. I think I've already said this, fellas, but some of us will be back on Monday. I think we'll just leave it at that. In the good old days, when we didn't used to do this live, I'd have had loads of editing to do now, but everyone can know now that we just used to cock up every week and we used to, we used to cover our tracks, but there you go. Anyway, enjoy the weekend, fellas. Everybody listening, watching, thanks for all of your um, company this evening and over the course of the weekend. Enjoy the games. And as always, in the great words of Mr. Kevin Cadle, it is bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com